0: Click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and. and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we, we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Here we go.
1: Samantha Bennett, author, speaker, actor, teacher, and creativity specialist shared a story of a time when she did not follow her yes and it kept her from fully following her passion for some time.
0: Well, Samantha, I want to thank you again for the incredible interview you share with us and, and I'd like to ask you to help us in one other area and that is to, to help us illustrate the importance and the power of following our yes when we're, you know, in partnership and paying attention to that internal guidance. So, do me a favor. Would, would you please tell us a story of a time when, well, that you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you didn't even realize you had one. But when you look back, you're like, oh my God, that was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is actually, a, it, 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 it's more the mysterious, like I wasn't actually really hearing my inner voice very clearly at the time. I was mm-hmm. younger, that's part of it. Um, but also, and I see this a lot in my clients and and, and and community members and students and fans, is that it's not so much that their internal self is giving them a message, but the rest of the world is giving them a message, and they're completely ignoring it. Mm-hmm. You know, like people keep telling you, "Gosh, you're so great at this and such. You, have you thought about this and such Because really you're really great at it. And you're like, "Oh, stop, I am not. That's stupid. No, I can't do that." And I um, like I said, told a story about how I had started teaching, you know, the get it done material. Um, on my own and, you know, but it was just one of a lot of things I was doing and I would do it maybe once or twice a year. And then I was talking to a friend of mine a- about it and he said, um, Sam, wait a minute. You have a class that you love to teach that always fills up that other people adore and you're not doing this full time because <laughs> And I was like, Oh, <laughs> What an interesting idea. I genuinely never thought of that. And even with that, it took me probably another year and a half to really kind of commit all in to kind of go all in on it. Um, because of my own uncertainty, because of my big fat idea about what I thought my life was supposed to be like, um, I was there was a lot of signs and signals pointing me to this work, and I kept kind of going, "No, no no, 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 no no, no no, 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 that's not it. That's not my path. Don't be silly Um, and uh but I had no idea you know, I mean sure enough, the minute I started, um my life skyrocketed, it absolutely skyrocketed
0: absolutely, yeah, and that's that's such a great point because. I mean, we say this all the time, right? Get out of your own way.
1: Mm.
0: When we actually pay attention to that guidance, that's that's the divine. Yeah, going here's why I sent you. It's actually ready for you, and you're like, no, 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 I can't do that.
1: Right, and the fact of the matter is, you don't know. You know, we we love to. Fit. This is one of the things that human beings in general are terrible at. It's called affective prediction right? Affective prediction is us guessing how we're going to feel in some future circumstance. Mm -hmm. It turns out we're terrible at that. (laughs) We are almost always wrong. Yeah. So understanding that you do not have the skill. (laughs) Nobody does. It's not a personal thing. Nobody really, no human really has the skill to be able to accurately predict how you're going to feel when something happens. So to so to you know have an opportunity and then go well like I'm not really sure I'm ready for that or I'm not sure I'm gonna like that or what if this happens or what if that happens, those aren't really real considerations. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and see see what pull because you'll start to get pulled forward. Mm-hmm. You know if it's right, it will it will reveal itself to be right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's let's flip this around. Let take us to a time in your life when. This time you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, the first thing I started was this get it done class, and, uh, and after I taught it for a while, I thought, you know, this should really be a, I think this could be a book, and, but I had the thing in my head of like, oh, I have to, it has to be perfect in my mind before I start, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I have that particular version of perfectionism, yeah. um, And so I couldn't figure out, you know, is it a workbook? Should it be stories? Should it be like one woman's journey through the get it? I don't know. Should it be about me or not about me? And luckily, one of the main, the subtitle for get it, it's get it done from procrastination to creative genius in 15 minutes a day. One of my big things is just spend 15 minutes a day on the projects that matter most to you. Mm -hmm. It leapfrogs right over your perfectionism. There's only so good it's going to be in 15 minutes anyway, like just start and Like I said, see where it leads you. Um, So I thought, okay, what's the 15-minute version of writing this book? Like, what's the easy way? And so I started to carry around just index cards. And every time I had an idea about something that I thought should be in the book, I would write it on the index card. And then I put it in a big manila envelope on my desk labeled Genius. And I dropped it in there. (laughs) And after, I don't know, maybe a month or two, maybe six weeks, I dumped all the index cards out onto my dining room table and then just started to kind of clump them up. And I was like, oh, well, here's all the stuff that's about perfectionism, or here's all the stuff about um, you know, finding community and partners, and here's the stuff about marketing, and here's the stuff about those inner demons. And and I was like, and it was a great way to sort of let the book tell me what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Let the book tell, guide me. And then the, the sort of part two of that was when I actually got into the real writing of it, if I didn't know what I wanted to write on that day, I would just draw it on an index card and it had a sort of little fortune telling effect of like, ah, okay, well, clearly this is what I'm writing on today. And I sort of like the serendipitous nature of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a really good one. And, and that, that book has, um, been really beautifully successful. Um, and has really helped a lot of people. So I'm so glad that I didn't let my, um, my perfectionism or my desire to get things right, <laughs> right away, um, get in my way of, of, of letting the book really reveal itself to me in time.
0: That's such a great example because I mean, one of the things that keeps us from following our yes is we think we have to have the whole thing. Yeah. Like, Oh, well, if I was meant to write a book, I'd have the whole book just come out of me in 10 minutes when it's like, it's been getting fed to you little bite-sized pieces that are doable all the time. And you just write all it down. the time. Oh, an idea. oh yeah, that's a great idea. Oh yeah, that goes with the thing from three days ago. Oh cool. And instead of going now I have to put it together as soon as I get an idea, just know that it's like all the all the components showing up. And eventually you'll go, I think I have them.
1: Now and I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you if there's any people out there who are like, Oh, I thought about writing a book, but I don't really know what it would be or how to do it, but you have been writing constantly. You just haven't been writing it down. Mm you are writing in your mind all the time. Yep. Start writing it down. And whether that means you use the voice memo app on your phone um, or get it transcribed or talk it out with a friend or use index cards or Evernote or however you wanna do it, but really start capturing those bits and pieces because again, that the project will start to pull you forward.
0: Great, great advice. Thank you for sharing those stories. Those were super helpful.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Patty Contenta, professional dancer, choreographer, judge, master examiner, and international traveling dance consultant, shared a story of a time when she did not follow her yes and it led her to having numerous healthy partnerships.
0: Well, Patty, thank you again for such a wonderful wonderful interview, and I want to ask you if you would help us to to really illustrate what I call the power of following your yes. In other words, that aspect of ourselves, that's kind of our internal guidance. And what we're going to do is just share a quick story of a time. Well, let's start here. Let's start with when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you didn't really realize you had a yes, but you're looking back, you're like, wow, it was really clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us Mm. about that time.
2: So, you know, what comes to mind for me, Ken, is I, I tend to be someone that is more of a yes than a no. And what I mean by that is, um, is, the first stage of any situation will be, I don't know. So I, And when I don't know, I, I pause. I try not to make urgency be my guidance because as soon as I have any kind of urgent energy behind something that I'm not sure of, it, it probably will not go well. I mean, not probably, I know it won't go well so whether it's how to respond to simply uh, a phone call an email or even an encounter that perhaps is not going well i try to take a backseat and pause to not add to not be in a place where i'm emotionally charged and then i'm not in, in a clear space so so that's where where I don't know what my yes is because I know that there's a question mark. So usually I have to create the space to pause so that I can take the time to kind of remove sort of the the, the cloud or the, the, that's not giving me uh, the correct vision of what I need to know. And so in the pausing, I have to make sure that I pay attention to, I ask the right kind of questions or pay attention to what's going on in, in my, uh, in my life that will lead me to a clear answer. But it's really being comfortable with not knowing right away. Cause I think throughout my entire life, there were small minor yeses. My yes was never really a yes. I don't know if you know what I mean. It's always like, um, curious that's a maybe so let's see if that maybe is going to turn into a yes or is it a no so so everything is is a maybe until i get clear on if it becomes a yes or a no so it's never a no it's a maybe and will that maybe turn into a more obvious yes and so that process is asking questions or seeing what shows up in order to get to a yes so it's never really clear absolute yes, it's maybe that turns into yes. And the process is what is for me the the key to, to help me get to a place where now it's a for sure yes. So it's never a no, it's always a maybe that leads to the right yes. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I love what you just shared, Patty. And what I really love about it is I know that there's a lot of people out there going, oh yeah, I do the same thing. and that's not the yes i'm talking about because what you just described is the intellectual yes right i gotta ask some questions i gotta mm-hmm. figure this out i'm talking about that internal gut feeling yes like you're walking down the road and you're like uh, eh, i don't think i want to go down that street mm-hmm. you don't sit there and ask questions and go hmm well why would i not want to go down that street we don't rationalize it we just trust that and go yeah something about that i'm going the other direction Mm -hmm. that's the yes I'm talking about. So, like, think of a time in your life when you had that kind of yes, you had that kind of, I can't explain it, but I know I need to do this. And tell us what happened there. Where did it take you?
2: So, I think for me, when that happens, there's a gut or physical feeling where there is no disturbance. Like when something is a hesitation, physically, I can feel something stopping me. Mm-hmm. But when it's yes, physically, it doesn't feel like there's a disturbance or anything in the way. So, um, and I think, so whether it's, you know, going into a relationship with someone, whether it was about, a work situation a possibility with uh, starting something new Um, i realized that when there was no physical disturbance that was attached to it things almost fell into place by themselves i didn't have to actively work as hard it kind of just oh showed up doesn't mean i don't do the work it doesn't mean i'm passive i'm still active but the active part uh, fe- there was there wasn't as much there wasn't as much resistance. It wasn't so physically hard, mm-hmm. even though there was work involved. There was kind of a flow that happened within that work. So um, so that's what kind of happened. So whether it was me engaging. It, within an intimate relationship where the flow was easier than compared to someone else or whether it was a work relationship where the flow was easier compared to someone else so it's the disturbance was not there
0: i love that example and i i love that you talked about how it like physically right the yes. effort involved is different and that's such a great example because you're right like when we're when it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of work or we have to convince ourselves, that's not internal guidance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you trying to make something happen. And it's funny because you said earlier about you start as a maybe and then and it's the reason I say that's funny because when what I'm talking about, that internal guidance, it's it's either yes or no. There is no such thing as a maybe in that space. Correct. You're either yes. And everything else is a no. Now here's what we call maybes. Maybes are simply nos We wish we're a yes, so we try and force it. Mm. Oh, I'm going to justify why I should do this, even though deep down my gut's saying, not right now, no. And that's the thing to remember, our yes is right now. It's not yes forever. So if something's a no right now and you're like, man, I really like that, fine. It's just not the right time. When it is, it'll come back around as a yes. And that's what we have to trust. So that's such a great example of having that physical reminder, right? Yes. I can just tell. Yeah, there's that. If there's that much effort going on, that's, that's not my yes. That's not the flow right now. I want to tap into the flow. I want life to be easy and and move along. Is there work? Yeah, there's work, but I'm still I'm in the flow as I do that work, where it feels
2: effortless as opposed to oh, this is so hard. Yeah, there's an energy. I'm energized yep. within that flow, right? As exactly. compared to it feels like it's heavy. Yeah, because our
0: yeses feed us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great
2: example. Great example. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, gosh. My pleasure. But thank you for bringing that to the surface even more clearly for me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week what i invite you to do is to implement it it doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week take it and act on it and if you missed any of the interviews this week simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest name in the search bar it'll take you directly to the recording of their interview you can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned follow your yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week follow up on something that caught your attention where you thought man this is good this this could really make a difference in my life whatever that yes was this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.